I'm here because I wanted to talk to you about us. What's up, John Flynn? How's it going, Eric Bernat? So, listeners, we've got you're going to see something different. No, you're not going to see anything. You're not seeing anything. You're going to hear something a little. Sort of different this week. So we're doing a little... Cro- For me, it's a big crossover event. Eric was a guest on Two Old Queens this week. We're talking about Desperately Seeking Susan, as you already know if you're listening to this podcast. So you'll get a chance for us to talk about Desperately Seeking Susan with the Two Old Queens complex and Byzantine scoring system. You guys are on a quest to find the gayest movie of all time. We are. The gayest movies ever. And you've been through like 300 movies so far. A uh, little over 200. Not quite 300. We've been doing it for uh, just over four years now. John, let me hype you. Don't downplay it. They've thousands of movies at this point. We've gone through every YouTube video, every movie that's ever been made. We've just started our TikTok series. It's going great. But it is, they're very fun. You and Mark are very fun. And I I love listening to it. So it was fun to be a part of it. Again, did it once before. Indeed. This well, I'm not gonna spoil it, but one of the one of the times that I was on. It scored, one of them scored higher than the other one. Spoiler alert, Eric, geez. What? Does that feel too leading? You can cut it out. <laughs> I've been on it twice. One time, it scored better than the other. You, you, it could be this one. This could be the one. We've got Madonna's first big movie. Indeed. So this is just sort of a one-off. We will probably do and talking about more of our movies in the future. We've got a lot of other fun things we've already started doing. So thank you for listening. Again, if you have any more suggestions or thoughts of, of upcoming episodes that you'd like for us to do, we'd love to hear about it. And I think that's it. That's it. Please now enjoy Boom 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 Two Old Queens Two Old Queens Not that many Two Old Queens Two Old Queens Shut up. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's two old queens. It's two old queens. They're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens. It's two old queens. Now shut up. Hello. Welcome to Two Old Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Mark, I am very excited about our guest this week. Please let everyone know who's joining us. They're an author and co-host of the podcast, The Celebration Celebration. Maybe you've heard of it. It's Eric Burnett. Yay. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Right to business. (laughs) Let's get started. Okay. (laughs) I do have a question for the two of you. Okay. Okay. Can you dance? For inspiration? Of course. You can dance for inspiration. Come on. Have you danced for inspiration? Like to get a muse flowing? I guess. I need some ideas for this book. Let me just go dance it out. Because the lyric is, you can dance for inspiration. inspiration. Mm -hmm. But it's almost like, so you're dancing to like, oh, I'm stuck on an essay. What do I, I need to get, what do I do? I better dance. Maybe that works. Maybe. I think there are times, I mean, it's like exercise, really. So, you know, sometimes like when you're frustrated and you're just like, oh, I just have this frustration and I need to do something know. else. Right. I think I mean, it, how many I, ideas hit you when you're going on a walk? 
it boosts your endorphins. Gets they say, yeah, I've heard that when you go for walks, you subconsciously think about your problems when you're walking away from your home and you sure. think about solutions as you're getting closer to Oh, them. interesting. Bring have you guys ever danced out. for inspiration? I think I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I may I might not have worded it in that way, but I think it does fall under that. that I just need to da- I just need to dance. Yeah, I just got to get out, especially like young in our in my 20s in New York City, absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes um this is sort of embarrassing, but sometimes like when I get really into like painting, it involves mm. like music and dancing. <laughs> <laughs> dancing around you feel the sweet sensation mm-hmm. so you're like spinning with like a brush in your hand and like when you stop and hit a pose and like do a stroke or something no it's not that integrated it's more like oh. i'll just like stop and like like i'll be like looking at what i'm working on and trying to figure it out but there's dancing involved because there's music and it's just like my body can do something while i'm thinking about what where i want right. to go with it so like do just- you if you started have when you're working on a painting, do you already have like music? Do you have like a go-to playlist or something? Or do you just like, oh, this is the mood of the painting. So let me find music that matches it. I think more like that. Yeah. And it's not, um, it's like an, it evolves as the night goes on. There might be wine involved. <laughs> what? One would help. So, yeah. So there's like, you know, you, I, it's not like, okay, here's my playlist. Here's my paint setup. Like it's not that intentional. It's more like as a getting into, I'm like, Oh, I think I'm gonna put on some music. So and when then, you have your blue period, are you referring to when you were listening to the Eiffel 65 song? Yes. Uh, the, okay. Just Joni Mitchell. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> heavy. Oh, yours is like, I'm blue. Yeah. That could be a little more brighter upbeat. Yeah. Joni Mitchell paintings. I think we get it. <laughs> sad for we've Lauren Canyons. Now, yeah, okay. we've got it. There's another side, Jody, a third dimension. <laughs> Mark, do you dance for inspiration? Maybe other people's inspiration to like, oh, time to go or something. You know? um, <laughs> yeah, I know it's time, guys. Mark's dancing. We need to wrap this up. We gotta get going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but I I get the idea of like you know doing a different activity never specifically dance no but i do dance around my apartment all the time you know i'm always playing music and stuff so it's hard not to i guess what i do this is maybe the not the equivalent at all if i'm playing like a video game a shooter like a doom Mm. okay i turn off their music and i'll put on like disco and that keeps me really motivated and that's really fun shoulder work as you're shooting people up I kind of, you know, you bop a little, you a know, little bit, you, sure. Yeah, it's you hard not to feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get into the groove, as they say. <laughs> I feel like I don't go, like I don't go in, I don't dance in public the way I used to. Like I didn't, like the idea of like going dancing doesn't appeal to me right now, but it might have another, it might later in life. I feel like if I get to be like eighty, I might be like, I'm gonna go dance. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. I, this right. isn't like dancing, weddings, but know. it's a move, maybe. I went to Disneyland a few weeks ago, and every time we went, I went with my friends Joan and Connor, and every time we went into like a new land, I would go like, <laughs> Connor, and then put my hands out to my side and like just spin, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was in a Disneyland commercial. And that was really fun. For me, I don't know if anyone else enjoyed it. But <laughs> Connor didn't seem to spin around with you? It didn't seem to move the needle much. (laughs) Sometimes art just benefits the artist and that's enough. So if it it made you happy, Mark. Thank you. You know, and I get a, now I'm using it for content. 
<laughs> you know, speaking of upcycling, today hey. we're talking about there's a big thrift store component in uh there is. There yeah. is. Thank you. What's it called? Get a life or something? <laughs> what it's called, the store. Anyways, today oh, we'll save the day. Oh yeah. Get a Thank life. You. Get a life. Get a- Love saves the day. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Not get a life. <laughs> okay. Today, it's the last of our Queen's Choice for 2023. We're talking about Desperately Seeking Susan. John, what's the deal with Desperately Seeking Susan? Mark, let me tell you the deal with Desperately Seeking Susan. It was directed by Susan Seidelman, written by Leora Barish and a bored suburban New Jersey housewife's fascination with a free-spirited woman she has read about in the personal columns leads her to being mistaken for the woman herself. It stars Rosanna Arquette, Aiden Quinn, Mark Blum, Robert Joy, Lori Metcalf, and Madonna. It was released on March 29, 1985. It made $27.3 million off a budget of $5 million. Whoa. Roger Ebert gave the film three out of four stars, saying... It does not move with the self-confidence that its complicated plot requires, but it has its moments, and many of them involve the different kinds of special appeal that Arquette and Madonna are able to generate. Vincent Canby from the New York Times named it one of the 10 best films of 1985, calling it full of funny, sharply observed details reflected in the witty production design as well as all the dozens of individual performances. And the film was developed into a stage musical that premiered in London in November of 2007, but it featured music and lyrics by Blondie and Debbie Harry, and in 2012, Peter Michael Marino, who wrote the show, presented a solo comedy called Desperately Seeking the Exit, which was based on his experiences working on the show. And that is the deal with Desperately Seeking Susan. So, John, this was your pick. My pick. We had an extra pick. And so the celebration celebration for anyone who doesn't know is a podcast that Er uh, Eric and I do uh, celebrating Madonna. We were initially just going to do... 13 episodes or like 12 episodes, one for each of her tours. And then that got pushed back a little bit. So we're doing, we got a whole lot of other stuff coming up. So I thought this would be a fun, nice crossover. And I think this is a really fun movie. It's not like a, I think it's not like a great movie, but it's such a great hang. Like the mood and the vibe and the characters of it are really fun. So I thought it'd be, and you know, it stars Madonna. So I thought it'd be a fun uh, movie for us to talk about. How would you like rank it in Madonna movies? Uh, I mean, it's probably one of the better ones, but I think, and I think she's like used very, very well in this movie. Like as far as her performances go, I think this is definitely one of her better ones. Probably this and a league of their own. Yeah. Yeah. Those are probably like the two best movies, movies. Although I think Dick Tracy and. Oh yeah. And Evita is Evita. I can't tell. I saw it when it first came out and I haven't seen the whole thing since. So John, you're a big fan of this. You seem to be, uh, you're a B plus for a desperately singing season. (laughs) is what I'm hearing. I think like, as I think, I mean, it's, I think it's a really fun movie and it's like, but it's like a screwball comedy. Cause like the plot is actually very convoluted and complex. I think it like, it's, it's clear. It's not like it's confusing, but like a lot of stuff happens. Yeah. Of course, it has that the classic trope of, you know, Rosanna Arquette bumps her head and suddenly gets amnesia. <laughs> sure. Uh, until she bumps it again and then her head is back and <laughs> she remembers everything yeah. she's forgotten. You know, a, a real nuanced take on head trauma. But it's like a fun hang. Like it's a world you kind of want to live in and it sort yeah. of evokes that part, that that era in New York City. And so it's it's yeah, it's like a fun hang more so than like a great like gripping like classic film if that makes sense yeah you're never at the edge of your seat really with it for like it being kind of like paper adjacent i don't know right. like there's like 
they will, will is the bad guy going to get him but you're but the stakes feel very low at the same time well it is a comedy to be fair that's true Sure. Like, you don't even... watch Tootsie going like, oh, my God, she's going to get shot in the head. <laughs> like, no, but no of... one takes a gun out in Tootsie. And no, but it, like, and... it's, it would be wild if someone gets shot and desperately seeking Susan. Though. No, I agree. But like, you know, people do die. <laughs> Often see it. Yeah. 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 Eric, well, what's your history with the movie? Um, I saw it when it came out. I try, I don't think I probably saw it in a theater. I probably saw it when it was like a on VHS. I think I probably rented it, <laughs> but I feel like I've watched it a lot. And I like, as I've, and I've watched it se- over the years, several times since. And I feel like I know it, like as it's happening, it's like my head is saying the next line. Like I know it pretty mm. well. Without knowing, you know it, you actually know it. Yeah. Like I could, I couldn't reenact it for you, but as it's happening, I'm like, all oh, right, Try. I know what happens next. <laughs> okay. I'll start beginning. Dun, 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 dun. Oh my God. He's doing it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Directed by Susan Seidelman. That's on the screen. Tell us that through uh, dance. <laughs> Mark, do you, what, how do you feel oh, about yeah. just please seeking Susan? Oh, I it was one of those things. It was like always on like basic, like cable, like our local TV channel. And I just would always remember like tuning in to like, see like what was going on, but never the beginning. So I was always like very confused. about cause like the screwball <laughs> sure. comedy of it all is like this convoluted mistaken identity. Mm-hmm. So would you just like miss the first 30 minutes? Like what's going on? I have no idea what's happened. So I never actually saw the whole thing until just like a couple months ago when Vidiots did a screening of it. And I went to that. So I finally got to see it in like on a, the big screen and like a packed house. And I loved it. I thought it was a, it's great. It's like super funny because I love a screwball comedy. And I love also like a, you know, pre Giuliani New York <laughs> movie. Sure. You know what yeah. I mean? So uh, I think it's a great time. I love Roseanne Arquette and I think she's so cute in it. And I do yeah. think Madonna is used very judiciously, wisely in this even. <laughs> but the crazy thing is, I remember thinking Madonna was really good in Dick Tracy. Like, I don't think Dick Tracy's an amazing movie, but I remember thinking like, oh, she like avails herself really well in that movie. So I think I she think just so got too. better over time. I think so. And I think also it's probably a case like in a lot of her movies, like I recently watched um, Body of Evidence for the first time and sh- the movie is bad and it's not because of her. She doesn't help, but it is not her sure. fault. That's what we want in <laughs> movie star. Yeah. But you know a what net I mean? zero like... effect. <laughs> <laughs> that like... stop, Howard, baby. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't hurt. She didn't help. She was there like iceberg lettuce. <laughs> That's what she is as an actor. She's iceberg lettuce. <laughs> so I think she love. is good as a present. Like she is good as just like a presence. Like she's best when she's not speaking in this. And then oddly, I think she's really fun with uh, Gary Glass at the end. I think like they have the best chemistry. Yeah, they're, those oh, yeah. scenes are really fun. I also yeah. think a lot about how this movie shaped Madonna's persona as a pop star, just because she right. was coming up as a pop star at the same time this came out. And they were so kind of like indistinguishable. I mean, she plays, she's playing a character, Susan, but it's it's Madonna. Or it's, it's her it's, it's wardrobe. Ma- She's wearing her clothes throughout the whole movie. Yes. And it's the Madonna that I think in real life, Madonna is not like Madonna, the pop star. I think in real life, she's like, you know, very task oriented and motivated and driven and not this like free roaming spirit, just like wandering around the streets um, all day aimlessly. But it, and she it, always pays her cab fare. 
She does. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Let the record, Let the show. record show. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah, she's like this the persona of this like sort of like low-level grifter who's she's sort of like a manic pixie dream girl before the the, the phrase came about. Like she's a sort of agent of chaos that just sort of like but a manic pixie dream girl technically is like transforms someone else's life almost like a like a fairy godmother you want to sleep with is like the trope of a manic pixie dream girl. Oh, like they're okay. they're like they're like to take a boring guy out of the show. But I guess like she is that figure to Rosanna Arquette in a way. But she's right. definitely not manic. I would say she's <laughs> she almost seems like she's like a heroin user in this more than anything. Which would, I love. Um, <laughs> would Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman be a manic pixie dream girl? Or she not, I think not the classic example is like uh, Natalie Portman in Garden State. Oh. Or Madonna in Who's That Girl? <laughs> I've never seen Who's That Girl or Shanghai Surprise. So we have something to wait we... for for next Queen's <laughs> Choice, maybe. <laughs> I've also never seen Evita. All right. Am I missing much, though? I don't. I feel like I'm not. I don't think mm. you would like Evita. Long. It's long, and as as we were saying, earlier, not a lot of toe tappers in a video. I need a toe tapper in my musical. Yeah. <laughs> what are you, we doing? You love Buenos Aires, and then it kind of doesn't. It's kind of just long scenes and operatic sort of slower stuff. You yeah. might perk up for Rainbow High. Rainbow High? Is, is that like, that sounds like it's the gay version of Greece? Basically. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Never mind. Well... As you may or may not know, Eric, we are looking for the gayest movies ever. So we have a complex and Byzantine scoring system with which to judge them. So we're going to go through a ton of categories. Ah, so we're going to go through a ton of categories. And at one point, John is going to come up with a category and you're going to listen and we'll, what do we do? Add it to, to the, the wheel. wheel. Sure, whatever. Who cares? What does that matter? <laughs> no. We're going to find our, out. We're going to find out, Betty. All right, this is our current top five gayest movies ever. In fifth place with a 93.21, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. In fourth oh. place with a 94.55, But I'm a Cheerleader. In third place with a 94.75, Zero Patience. In second place with a 94.83, Female Trouble. And number one, our newly crowned with a 95.01 is Pink Flamingos. Wow. So, John... And Eric, how do you think uh, Desley Seek and Susan's going to do? I there, I don't think it's going to do all that well. I don't either. <laughs> all right. I think uh, we appreciate the candor. I could, I could see it not <laughs> making the top 100. Really? Well, let's, what's at 100? Let's we'll see. What's at 100? Right at 100 right now is Waiting to Exhale with a 64.08. <laughs> I think it's yeah. gayer than Waiting to Exhale. But gay Waiting to Exhale has an actual gay character in it. So there we'll see about that. the wheel. I we'll think see about the wheel. the wheel. Okay, we're going to leave it up to fate. We have to. Fate, fate plays a role in this scoring system, right? There's Absolutely. Some sort of like, yes. Yeah. Well, some yeah. would say fate plays a role in everything. So, some would the ancient Greeks, perhaps, <laughs> or the ancient Egyptians. <laughs> well, let's get into it. The first group of categories are <laughs> the canon categories. So, for these, we're each given a score between zero and a hundred. Then we'll take the average of all three of our scores. Okay. So, Eric, what would you give Desperately Seeking Susan on a scale of zero to a hundred in actual gay characters? Zero to a hundred. Okay. Zero to a hundred. So there are the hairdressers, Adrian and his hair salon. 
That's, yes. Yeah, I wrote that down, and then pretty much that was where my notes <laughs> started, and so, <laughs> the very first scene essentially. Is... <laughs> Although maybe um, that boutique owner, the what is the it? God owner, help us yeah. all. What is it? Saves the day. No, <laughs> love saves the day. Love, love saves, saves the day. day. And I couldn't the, tell at about the nightclub him. where she went. Yes. There's a lot of gay guys dancing around. Sure. But are these characters uh, or featured extras? <laughs> they're featured. They might not even be featured extras. They're just extras. Adrian, There's... he's enlisted in the credits as Adrian. It's just like a salon owner. Oh. I know. Uh, his resume says Adrian. Yes. <laughs> Hair by Adrian. <laughs> um, his resume says Adrian and then parentheses featured. I'm going to give it for gay characters out of one to a hundred. I'm going to give it an, a seven. Seven. Uh, I, I will give it a 16. 16. I think well, we've got a lot of background there sprinkled throughout. Mm. We're in the East village in the eighties. And yeah, there's no gay people in it. That's even worse. <laughs> that just strikes out. stands out even more. Uh, I'll give it an eight. Given an average of 10.33, which is seven points lower than Valley of the Dolls. Oh, wow. All right. Our next one might make up some points here. Gay icons. How are we doing on gay icons? Well, we got Lori Metcalf. Who's so good in this movie. I think Lori <laughs> totally. Metcalf is so funny in this. <laughs> I think it's her first movie. Yeah, it's one of her first uh, movies. Uh, Annie Golden, who is in the band. You see her for a hot second. Who's Annie yeah. Golden? She is... She's like a punk rock singer. She's been in stuff. You would definitely know her. She was in Hair. She was in the movie Hair. She was in the original cast of Assassins. She, what else? She's. You are not saying things that uh, resonate with that. me. <laughs> but she's, she's, she's got some, she had like a, a pop hit in the eighties called Hang Up the Phone. She's like a one hit wonder. She's like. And Hollywood did. People. Yeah. Yeah. They, <laughs> they didn't even pick up the phone. Um. But is uh oh and Madonna I guess she's a gay icon I guess <laughs> sure <she> can... <laughs> and Roseanne Arquette I would say do we not sure. like for do this we movie? not stand Roseanne Arquette yeah I definitely I don't Arquette. think it like I think I feel like every actress has a gay following I don't think she has like an exceptionally large larger than average gay following no you know what I mean like yeah which isn't to take anything away from her like. She was the inspiration for uh, the Toto song "Rosanna." Yeah. So do you think she has the gay, more... band ever? Yes. <laughs> Does she have? Do you think her gay following is on par with like a Tia Leone? Probably. Although yeah. I feel Rosanna has a better body of work than Tia Leone. She's that, done a Scorsese never movie. helped or hurt the gays following anybody. <laughs> That's true. But I guess it's more uh, it's more impactful. Although, what? Let's just say uh, Tia Leone, deep impact. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm giving up on this metaphor. <laughs> for Madonna, I'm giving it a hundred. Yeah, I also giving it a hundred for Madonna because also I do think in the Madonna sort of like a canon catalog canon. Yeah, like this is one of her best. Like this is often even people who don't like her and like who hate her as an actress will pretty much everyone will be like she was good and desperately seeking Susan though. So I feel she was like, used well. Yes. So I will also give it a hundred. I too will give it a hundred. Give it an average of a yeah. hundred. But a lot of that's my Aunt Jackie love. <laughs> <laughs> 90 of that is for Aunt Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> love Aunt Jackie. Uh, all right, our next category, the queer gaze. How much of this movie was shot through a queer lens? 
Well, I mean, not particularly. It's definitely you could tell it's like shot by a lady, which is nice. Yeah. It's a woman's sensibility, a sensitivity, but it's not particularly like a. It's not a lusty movie. No. Uh, it's also not a very queer feeling movie. No, but there's that one shot of Aiden Quinn when he's waking up where it's just like such a perfect like view of like the chest hair right down sure. to where you can't see anymore where his boxes are. And he just sort of like stretches and it's sort of like, okay, thank you for that. I can't tell if it's like every time Aiden Quinn's on camera in this movie, I'm turned on. But I don't know if that's <laughs> the lens or if it's just like his eyes. Could be both. Oh, both. Why yeah. do you have to choose the lens, the lens or his lenses? Exactly. His lenses. But if it's so, the queer gaze, like whose POV are we considering? The Does it feel like you're the, seeing like, a queer point of view? I will say that it feels like she does a great. I think uh, Susan Seidelman uh, does a great job with like all these unique characters. Like, and also like. There are so many, like, in addition to Laurie Metcalf, like, this is, like, John Turturro's first movie. Like, there's a lot of, like, downtown artists and stuff there. And I think she does a great job of, like, these characters feeling very real and vivid, but also, like, she's not making fun of them. Mm -hmm. So, like, in that way, it feels sort of... I wouldn't say it was queer necessarily, but it does feel, like, refreshing and different. So it feels like, oh, this is a different gaze than what we're normal... Like, you know, it's a different kind of point of view than what is typical. Well, it's like the offbeat version of New York that you kind of like idealize in a way. Like, oh, this is like, oh, yeah. I want to go to like, you know, I want to go to the train lockers and then have a little adventure <laughs> and then go to a thrift store. Like, that's kind right. of it. And then get pizza and then get mm-hmm. tossed out of a diner, you know? <laughs> I think if Roberta's life in Fort Lee, New Jersey represents like the heteronormative society, sure. you know, it represents like the, the, the way you're supposed to be, and then the Susan's yuppies. world and the world that she's thrown into is the most heteronormative queerness that there can be, I think. Like, that's like the punk rock <laughs> side, you know, the underground yeah, yeah. a little. But it definitely doesn't feel particularly, like, queer. It's still, like, mostly straight people throughout this whole yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's something of, like, a... like a Roberta has kind of a girl crush on Susan, but it's not... Um, it's not text. She, no, it's. I think it's also more not like Susan herself. I don't think she wants to make out with you. I think she just wants no. her life. She, she wants to live her. like that. That romance, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, the romance of it all. Yeah. So, what do you want to give it for queer gays, Eric? Um, I'm gonna say 36. 36. Yeah, I will say 34. 34. I'll go 29. Giving it an average of. 33, which is, I don't know, 4.67 points higher than Sunset Boulevard. Mm-hmm. All right, not bad. All right, our next category, the Mike Pence anxiety scale. How much anxiety do you think this movie would give Mike Pence? I think it's pretty low because it's not, well, in this day and age, it doesn't come off particularly edgy or. No, I agree. Like, it's aggressive in any way. That crazy. But I don't think like he likes the world. I don't think he likes. You know, of magic shows. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like a show. With, yeah. Well, magic, is, yeah. <laughs> magic is like anti-Christianity, right? Like you're playing with the dark arts. Right. Uh, yeah. And it's presented very seriously. And it's something to respect <laughs> in the movie. 
They're wicked. I don't I, think he would like the scene when Laurie Metcalf's talking to her brother about, did you ever give her an orgasm? Right. That was, I think he would have the biggest problem with. Okay, so it's. I think it's low because it's the past. Um, but I think if if like Mike Pence at the time seeing it, he I don't think he would make it. Uh, would it make it anxious or would he? But I also don't like, think the movie is trying to present like a dark, edgy world. It's just an exciting, no. fun, colorful world. You know, I don't right. think it's like meant to be like a heavy intent, like a crime thriller. No, you know, I think this right. movie is meant to be enjoyed by everyone. It's like a crowd pleaser this movie i think mike pence would not support the idea of roberta's journey yeah and i don't think he leaving the hot tub madonna is uh you know this is part of you know like he just her influence in the in the in he's more of a paul abdul person yes (laughs) she could dress modestly and be sexy why can't everyone else <laughs> Can she? Look, she has a like a it's buttoned up and there's a flouncy bow on the collar. So <laughs> she's beautiful. The cartoon. He cat. probably loves he probably loves Susan Boyle. That's by his girl. Oh I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. That voice. She's got posters of her. Did you ever see her home tour? <laughs> like she did like a thing where she's like gives a tour of her home. I haven't, but I've heard about it. It's wild. <laughs> What you just go like? away. It's just a regular house, but I, I just remember thinking, like, oh, I hope someone's like watching over her, like, it's like concerned for her. The, I feel like I haven't heard about her in a while, but I feel like there was like a moment where she, the tabloids were like, Susan Boyle is like, looks like a um, a homeless person. I don't know. Was there a moment where she like kind of went nutty? I think they were always attacking her for her looks because, like, how dare she oh, be famous and look like an look like an average person? Sort of dowdy, yeah. How dare she not glam up while she goes to Tesco? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was her whole appeal, right? Was that like she just looked like a right, a, like a she school was, teacher? She was one of us. Yeah, yeah, with a gift inside. Okay, Mike Pence anxiety scale. I'm going to say also 36, like my previous answer. 36. I'm going to say 50 because I do feel like 50. he he doesn't <laughs> like that Madonna is influencing so many people. Well, that ship has sailed. Right. Uh, I'll give it a 24. Give it an average of 36.67, which is 23 points higher than my best friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. All right, our next one, Hell on Heels. How are we doing on Feisty Ladies? A hundred. A <laughs> hundred? Yeah, everybody's everybody's feisty. I mean, Lori Metcalf. Lori Metcalf, I feel like she's the feistiest. Leslie Glass is the feistiest. Know, Madonna is pretty. La- La Madonna, I was thinking about this in terms of Batman villains, as you do. I was like, oh, she's more like Catwoman. <laughs> <you> Hold on. <laughs> she's more like a Catwoman than she is a Harley Quinn. You know what I mean? Mm, she's more like sure. slinking in the background, kind of like not being overtly in your face. Like she's like a thief, a cat thief, you know, a cat bird. Mm-hmm. You know, she like slinks away. Right. And she's not quite in your face as much as a Leslie. She, is she more? Is she more Catwoman than Poison Ivy? I feel like Maybe Poison more... Ivy is like in your face too. Poison, yeah, and po- very political too. Poison Ivy. Oh, really? Well, yeah, she wants to give the world back to the plants. Oh. You know, and stop pollution. Mm-hmm. One woman I really did like was Daisy. 
who didn't oh. want to give George her bag. Like, sorry, you're not getting oh. this. <laughs> Loved her. He's feisty. The cigarette girl is feisty at the magic club in her like okay. yeah. her, her blase-ness. But the two um, girls do save the day in the end. Yeah. A lot of Andy, head trauma theme themes in this. A lot of bonks on the head. <laughs> Annie Golden is feisty as the the band singer. The band singer. And she's Does like, you ex, guys, Victoria. Yeah, you guys can piss in bottles. <laughs> oh yeah. Um yeah, does his ex Victoria. She looks like um one of those posters in the 80s where it would be like one eye. Nagel? Like, yeah, yeah, Nagels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She looked like that to me. <laughs> totally. She probably ran, did something in an art gallery, that character. <laughs> we can only hope. Who didn't, though, back then? <laughs> you either worked in an art gallery or you were a projectionist for a B-grade movie. <laughs> <laughs> I will give uh, it a 95. Okay, I'll, um, I st- I'm going to say 98. 98. Because some of uh, the feistiness comes off a little low-key. Yeah. It's also not like that uh, screaming, in-your-face, angry, volatile movie. It's like a fun, right. zippy comedy caper, yeah. you know? It's breezy. Yeah. Breezy, baby. Yeah. All right, our next category. Probably what make up some. It, Mark? I gave it a 95. Giving it an average of 96. All right, our next one. Drag queen inspiration. Could a drag queen watch this movie and come away with a whole book of ideas? Yes. <laughs> yeah? Definitely. I mean, Madonna, that whole look would just inspired like a whole generation of everyone. Yeah. This movie but also kind of, like, like fashion-y. Everyone else, too, is great. Like, just the yeah. entire audience at the Magic Club looks amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's like a different... Talk about a Batman character. Like, it yeah. looks like it might as well be Gotham City sometimes. Yeah. It's so heightened, but in a great way. Would you? All the yuppie you... fashion is great. Yeah. I feel like you could do Dez's ex. Yeah. Her book. You could do the, like, this cigarette girl at the Magic Club and also the waitress at the Magic Club. Yeah. You could do yes. something with that jacket, like something, you know, sort of like. Oh, the pyramid jacket? The pyramid jacket. The iconic yeah. pyramid jacket. Yeah, you could do Madonna's like pool look, boxers and the boxers and the yeah. I liked at the very beginning of the movie when Madonna is like coming into New York and she like goes into the Port Authority bathroom and there's a Mm. lady with curlers in her hair, sort of like doing Mm -hmm. her makeup. That was fun. I love the idea for the pool look because I like anytime like a drag queen usually have like big you know big updos is like a lot, but like I love the idea of just like a slicked back, wet hair. Mm Um, with the sunglasses on, I could see like Sasha Colby really like nailing that. <laughs> well, what do you want to give this for a drag queen inspiration? 96. 96. Yeah, I'll go 95. 95. I'll go 98. Surprisingly higher than you guys. Okay. Giving it a 96.33, which is 50 points higher than Adventures in Babysitting. All right, finally, the last <laughs> of the canon categories. <laughs> On a scale of 0 to 100, how likely are you to recommend this movie to a gay person? I think this is going to get a high score. Yeah? <laughs> Based on what? Based on Madonna. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I'd be like, if you want to see, like, yeah, like, you want to know what it f- felt like to, like, be like, who is this person? 
Um, Cause I think she's really riveting in the movie and she like photographs so well. And she's like, she photographs well. Does she record well? That's <laughs> like, I don't know if her delivery is a little shaky at times. I don't know if I quite buy her a lot of times, but she's so good when she's not speaking. This movie. <laughs> yeah, man. Someone steals my clothes. I'm like a sandwich stole your clothes. Mika gets pushed out of a hotel window and now you get fired. Okay. How, how likely are you to recommend it to a gay person? I will say 95. And for a lot, for like, yes, the Madonna of it. Also, it is, I think, a great movie of that time period. And it it almost feels like a mainstream independent film just because mm-hmm. it does. And it just captures New York, I think, that in that it's a snapshot in that time really well. So, yeah, for me, it's 95. Mark? Me? <laughs> No, I could come up with something. I think it's a fun movie. I think it's a great movie. It's not particularly gay at all. But like if you need to, I guess if you have to see Madonna act for some you know reason. How that happens sometimes. <laughs> you have to see Madonna act. Because if you need to like see video of Madonna, I say, well, watch her videos. That's the best representation of Madonna herself. Right. You know what I mean? Watch like right. Vogue or you're you're done. Don't you don't... Preach. Yeah. I won't. <laughs> so i'll give it a i'll give it a 95 as well sure why not okay i'll give it a 95 also wow we're all friends <laughs> giving an average of 95 all right and at the end of the canon categories desperately seeking susan is currently in 205th place with a 23.37 percent not as gay as the third man but gayer than the 1995 version of sabrina and now we are into the wheel category. Spinning wheel. Spinning so these are categories previous guests such as yourself have brought in. We're going to spin it once. Whatever category randomly pops up, we'll use Judge's movie. Then Mark will pick a category off of the wheel. Then we have a listener wheel. And finally, I slash you will come up with a category which we can use to judge this movie. Okay. Gun cocking. Gun cocking. Oh. Well, how many? How, what do we what do we scoring this out of? Zero to hundred. Yeah, it does have the gun gets cocked. There's a gun. Does it get cocked? I don't remember. Yeah, I feel like he um, when Susan is struggling with the pale man and he's got a gun, right? And then when he she's like tries to struggle away, and I feel like he cocks the gun to be like to like. Or does he cock struggling? it when she catches them having sex on the pinball machine, and he walks up and he's like. Maybe. Wow. Must have been really impactful gun cocking. It's not a Quentin Tarantino film. (laughs) No. It's not an Expendables 2. (laughs) No. But there are. I guess, like, what's the most iconic? The most iconic gun cocking, I would think, would be Terminator 2, Sarah Connor, when she does the one handed shotgun thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the. That's the hundred for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is the fact that we even are. I don't even remember if they cocked, because it almost feels like two too much for this movie like that's too much you know what i mean like we just the gun <laughs> seeing the guns enough you don't need to make it like just, actually just take a picture out of a gun <laughs> yeah i'll get it and that's fine <laughs> uh, i'm gonna say 17 17 i think because there is a gun i'm just gonna give it a 50 50 i'll give it a 40 you could also use although i don't think this counts for this movie like oh people using guns is like you know representations of their dick gun cocking you know sure but i don't think this guy does that okay will Patton, though pretty good 
giving an average of 35.67 in gun cocking. All right, now it's host choice. And I am nervous. Okay. About what? COVID. Gun cocking. I feel like that was through through our score down. Well, we can make it up here. Do I have anything to go? Absolutely not. Uh, Um, I have have a couple that you could choose. Please. Um, From Titanic, wearing another's clothes. From Demolition Man, would a pop star wear a costume from this film? Let's do wearing another person's clothes. I feel like that is like, it works literally and thematically. Yes. (laughs) Okay. I think it's going to score high. Um, Prove it. What score would you like to give it? (laughs) Prove it. (laughs) Okay. Um, I think it's 100. Really? I also yeah. think it's 100 because I think that is a big part of the movie is that because Roseanne Arquette is wearing Madonna's jacket, she gets that's part of like the hijinks and what is like it, it's it's integral mistaken identity, the mistaken yeah. identity of that. And we go to a thrift store three times in this movie. Exactly. But that's right, the whole is... mantra of uh, that store. God saves the day. Love just, saves the love day. Love saves the day. Well, I prefer to think of it as God. What do you call love? That's I fair. call God. So I'm calling in God with you. Uh, that kind of thing. <laughs> you, you, that would be a dry eye when I give my wedding vows. What's God got to do with it? What's God got to do? All right. Uh, now, into... what are you going to give it, Mark? Oh, I gave it 100. All right. Now we're into the listener category. The listener wheel. Uh, Fewer categories, but just as beloved. Here we go. Shove it in your face. (laughs) Shove it in your face. Shove it in your face. This comes from Jeffrey Allen Hayes, former guest. Mm -hmm. And he says, how in your face is this movie? Is it loud, garish, obvious, unapologetic, outspoken, punk, angry, and or flamboyant? Does it demand your attention and not give a shit if you like it or not? How does it scoring high in this category make the movie gayer? He goes on to say, remember the 2010s when all the homophobes would say, I don't care if you're gay, just don't shove it in my face. This is in mm. direct opposition to that. The spirit of being loud and proud is very gay. I mean, it's okay. definitely like a flamboyant, like the production yeah. design, the cinematography of this movie is gorgeous. I love like mm. all the night scenes. will just be like green light on the street. Yeah. Like it just looks <laughs> great. It's like how you wish the world looked. Yeah. so much more colorful. Oh, I, well, I think it's pretty... I think it's shove it in your face. Yeah, it's shove it in your face. doesn't feel very shovey to me. No, it's not like a. It's not like an angry movie. No. Right, but it is like unapologetic. Like, no one is not being them. Everyone feels like they're being authentically themselves, even though they know that they're like, you know... Yes, all these weirdos. white straight people are <laughs> unafraid to be themselves. Thank God, the real heroes. <laughs> <laughs> despite the world telling them yes yes to everything they still find a way to persevere persevere. real heroes we Um, should give them their own pride parade (laughs) is that what saint patrick's day parade is is that every football winner parade super bowl homecoming parade thank you i feel like it is very in your face but like low-key in a way, it's kind of like, oh, this is the mall version of like CBGB. You know, this is like mm-hmm. for kids at the mall yeah. who want to experience New York punk, but it's all very safe. Like, there's no actual like topic. drugs or yeah, there's nothing. You know, it's Even a fun like teen movie in a way. Like teens could watch this movie and like it'd be fine. This is perfect for sleepovers. 
Yeah, there's like a um it's not after hours, you know. E- even like in the when they're in the club and uh get into the groove is playing in a way that I'm like I don't think that song would be played in that club. <laughs> you know, like I think it's like yeah. a, like the like a little grimier. Um, yeah. I'm going to say 74. John takes issue with that. Well, was isn't that wasn't that Club Danceteria? It was. It which was. I wrote down for gay icons, but I forgot to bring oh, up. Oh yeah. Uh, I think Madonna's music would be played at Danceteria. Did uh, you? <laughs> <laughs> I just think that the, the way that, like, because the, like everybody was like Mohawky and like they weren't like um, I don't know. It seemed like more like a like they play television. Is that a band? I think it'd be more That's punk. a band. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. Never yes. heard of tele- Marquee Moon. Never heard of it. Wow. I feel like if like if that if that club was playing like Susie and the Banshees. Ah. That's they seem very kind of goth. Okay. Running up that hill. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, like that. Uh, did I say 74? You did. Okay. Uh, I'll give it an 81. 81, one of the most in your face movies you've ever seen. Absolutely. <laughs> uh I'll give it a 50. <laughs> uh giving it a 68.33. All right, now it's our guests category, John. That would be you. Eric, you I have an idea. Let's can I text Julie's? You could just say it. I can tell it. I was going to text it. Tell it. it. Text like it. <laughs> okay. My and I've thought about this because I think it's going to score high here, but it also I think will would score high in some other movies like Brokeback Mountain, Showgirls. I don't know if they need any help in the scoring thing, but if they were to, or if they, you know, I know Showgirls has been revisited several times, at least twice on this, right? Have you guys done Brokeback Mountain? We have. Yeah, we probably won't revisit it. I don't think. <laughs> okay. Well, my, my suggestion is the category. Is it a category I'm suggesting? Oh my god. Okay. God, Maybe you so should nervous. have texted it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it? It's uh, boots? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Made for walking. Boots could be that. Yeah. Whatever Just... that means to you. Boots. <laughs> boots was like a like a catchphrase for you know like boots the house down all that stuff that was big in Madonna's Blonde Ambition tour. They said, oh. in truth or dare, in truth or dare. I just thought you were asking about the the presence of boots. Yeah, it is. Well, it could be that. Of, it's, it's, yeah. it works on many levels. Works on many levels. <laughs> I see. So yeah, because it is those those uh, those boots are those great boots, those boots, great boots, and they're like great a, boots. A, they're what push. Com- propels the plot forward if she right. doesn't see those boots in the window she never gets rid of the jacket she never this never happens this movie never happens all right boots so that is, is my suggestion mark. boots is boots. it are you good with it <laughs> i love okay. it okay uh Thank so you. what do you want to give desperately seeking susan in boots a hundred a hundred. <laughs> I'll give it a 97. 97. Okay. A cautious 97. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a 90. Okay. I'm right. I feel good about that. Awesome. Giving it an average of 95.67 in boots. So okay. at the end of the wheel category, that's what you're seeking. Susan has shot up the chart to 183. <laughs> Uh, and a third with a 38.35%, not as gay as Hoosiers, but gayer than Taxi Driver. Whoa, okay. 
That could be a fun double feature. Sure. <laughs> With the both, you know, New York, a little seedier side of New York. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we're into the bonus categories. Extra, extra. So these okay. categories, as their name implies, are bonus. So it's just extra points that we'll get. So if it doesn't do well in any of these categories, it doesn't work against it. But it's zero to ten. It'll be that percentage bonus points against. Okay. All right. The first one, zero to ten. Eric, what do you want to give Desperately Seeking Susan in? Musical Potential. Well, they um, did make a apparently make not a very good musical out of it. Yeah. And Have I think there been it, screwball musicals? Like, wasn't there one based on like the front page or something? Or no, not like uh You're thinking you're thinking the front page, I think, was became uh Chicago. No, I'm thinking of something else. You're thinking her his girl Friday? Yeah. Has that ever been a his girl Friday musical or anything? I'm sure someone has tried to write one. I don't know that there's like Maybe Annie at time is like little screwballish because there's like a caper element of you know Annie's yeah. kind of a screwball musical. It did, did it they make catch, the last half? Catch me if you can a musical. Like they did that. Yeah. yeah, same guys who wrote Hairspray wrote that. Um, Groundhog Day is kind of screwbally a little bit. Yeah, it happens. I think this has a lot of potential for a musical. I think that like. That I feel like the idea of pairing it with Blondie music is so weird that it just like that feels like they've got off on the wrong foot by that concept. Yeah, I can't imagine not having Into the Groove in this musical. I think it has. OK, I'm going to say, oh, what am I scoring this out? One to ten? Zero to ten. Zero to ten. Um, an eight. An eight. Uh, I'll give it a 10. I think even though it didn't become a apparently good musical, I haven't seen it. It I the idea makes sense. They're fun characters. Uh, it's fun location. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a transformation. Yeah. You do just have to make, well, how do you make Susan like because Susan as a character isn't like really interesting. She's just more an object of fascination and never like, well, who are you? What makes you tick? Like, why are you like this? You know what I mean? Like, what's your plan? What's your dream? We don't ever really know. So I think like a musical could flesh that would have to like flesh that out. They could. Or I think I, I, I actually think that might be a mistake to try to like humanize. Or you make her more like the blue angel kind of thing. Maybe or she, just is, she just is a character that comes in, does the crazy stuff and leaves. And you're like delighted by her and like find her like crazy and charming. But we don't need to be like, what's Susan like in a downtime? Let's have her be self-doubt. Like, we don't need that. You just need her to be this sort of like crazy agent of chaos that comes. Well, in why does she out. need to get into the groove that in, that implies she's been out of the groove? Well, so no, what is she, she like when she's out of the groove? the groove? No, no, no. She's we, telling me. Yeah, she's like she's, she's in the groove. Get into the groove. Yeah, she's in the groove already, and she's like, "Get in here, get in here. I'm in the groove." Yeah, get yeah. into the groove. <laughs> That's the name of the nightclub they're trying to get into. The groove. The groove? <laughs> oh, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave your drinks alone at the groove. That's all I'm saying. Keep an eye on your drinks, ladies. Uh, I'll give it a nine. Give it an average of nine. All right. I guess I went one. I went yes. lower I went lower than nine or ten because I feel like that's okay. It it has it obviously has potential because they did it, but I feel like it didn't they it, what they weren't able to do it well, which makes me wonder if it's if what they learned in making the musical is that it doesn't actually have musical potential. Hmm. Could be. All right. We'll never know. Thank you. <laughs> we'll ne- we have to read that guy's book, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
I love the subgenre of, or I love the subgenre like this and like Spider Man Turn Off the Dark of like <laughs> these guys who like involved with musicals that flopped and then, well, now I'm going to exploit it. And let me tell you all the shit <laughs> that happened. You, I have to tell you my side of the story so you don't just blame me, <laughs> yeah. the book writer. I'm not going down with this ship. <laughs> <laughs> that was Julie Tamar's choice. She did it. <laughs> I'm going to monetize this. All right, our next category confusing to straight people. You think? That's why you seeking Susan. It's confusing to straight people. I mean, I, I say think no. The, as a movie, not really. No. How else can we judge it, though, John? Well, I mean, like, like Gary Glass is like confused about like it's the not. World. Con- that's not the category. Category isn't confused straight people. I know, Mark. I'm just talking. Okay. Confusing to straight people. Oh, like straight audience, not necessarily yeah, characters like, in the like, movie. Like a ideally, it's like a movie that like gays love. The straight people are like, why do you like this movie? Uh, uh, no, it's, I think it, that's maybe, I'm going to say four, four, uh, I'll give it a, I'll give it a one. Yeah. I'm going to give it a one. Give it an average of two. Mm. All right. Next. Could divine play a role in this? Mm. I could see divine playing Susan, but I think I would rather see divine as Roberta, honestly, because that's like the better part. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, just the arc is more fun. Wouldn't you want to see Divine do the magic act? Sure. Yeah, getting caught, get, getting sawed in half. <laughs> you know, when I saw Destiny Seeking Susan, uh, Roseanne Arquette was there and did like a little Q&A afterwards. Oh, yeah. Really? She, she was say? adorable. She was great. She's, you know, when that bird drops yeah. uh-huh. in the background, it died. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she was awesome. She had a great time. Took Madonna <laughs> went with her to a nuclear uh, power protest. And she didn't have nice. to go. <laughs> Did you have a feeling she had that they done her community ther- service hours, so she didn't have to go? <laughs> yeah. Do you think that they still keep in touch at all? I believe they do. I don't remember. She seemed there seemed to be I have no bad blood. They seem to I don't know. Rosanna Arquette had nothing but praise for Madonna, and still looks great. Still those has these great bangs. Mm. Most, right. women don't, most women don't maintain their bangs at her age but she, you know she just looked great could divine play not that like i think laurie metcalf nails this role 100 percent. but could right. could divine play um leslie it's a tough one because definitely if you cast divine it makes it like a totally different movie you right. That's I mean? why I said Susan, because I think that's when we're like, you could maintain the movie. Some, in like, some it ways, it's kind of like, world. some ways it becomes like, what if Miss Piggy played a role in this? You know what I mean? Yes, like, indeed. yes, but it makes it like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> then it's confusing to straight people. Why is people. that a Muppet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like a easily, I guess like the most like, honestly, the biggest like, oh, that would be like a, uh, the smoothest transition is like one of like the guards in the jail. Mm. or the housekeeper daisy you know yeah Yeah. or you know because there's so many great sort of like little cameos in this or like you know john tur is not a cameo but like these like the three identical strangers the cigarette yeah the three identical strangers i feel like when roberta gets when she the second time she bonks her head and the cops assume that she's had an altercation with her pimp and they put her in the back at the cop car and there's another woman back there who asks her how she uses the birds <laughs> that could be divine that, that could have been funny, divine yeah. that would have been like a like a like oh my god it's divine it, it divine could have could be been the, divine the, the boutique store um guy mm-hmm. so yeah divine so, could definitely yeah 
I'm going to say nine. Nine. I'm going to say ten. We came up with a lot of ideas. Uh, I'll give it a nine. Give it an average of... It's thinking. 9.33. All right. Our next category. Everyone's favorite. First gay kiss. Is there a first gay kiss in this movie? No. Mm-mm. There's a first kiss. Does that count? Between like, not their first ever. Like, I guess between these two people specifically yeah. have never kissed each <laughs> other before. Yeah. Yeah. Des and Roberta kiss for the first time in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's true. There is a first kiss two between characters. two straight people <laughs> who have never kissed before each other. They've never kissed each other before. Right. I mean, those birds locked in the cage. We don't know what they got up to. I bet that's also like, I bet Roberta and Gary Glass like kissed on their, like at their wedding. But I think it's mostly like, yeah, I think it's like mostly forehead kisses. Like, doesn't he give her a forehead kiss when he like, when she comes in and she's cooking dinner, watching the. Oh, right. Julia Childs. Julia Childs. And then he's like can't stay he gotta go into the city to have dinner with the client and i think he gives her like a kiss on the forehead awful so this might be like roberta's first like romantic kiss okay mm-hmm. um what, so i'll give it is i'll give it a zero for a first zero. <laughs> we'll also give it a zero based I on see. all of that <laughs> based on all of that i will also give it a zero give it an average of zero Finally, the last of the bonus categories, gay actors playing gay roles. Did you find out anything about Adrian? Nothing. And the boutique <laughs> owner got out of, it was had a very, the guy who owns the <laughs> boutique, really weird. he has a very defensive IMCB bio of like, I got out of acting and now I work at a drama <laughs> school owned by Jane Fonda. Okay. <laughs> 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 but like he got out of it because he saw how like corrupted and horrible. Yeah, yeah. So it was very like, okay, you don't have to have a bio. <laughs> <laughs> he predicted this um the SAG strike. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna get out now. <laughs> 25 years. So if anything, I think he probably is gay based on that, you know? <laughs> right. Real bitch, little defensive. But it's also not a huge movie of gay roles either. Mm-mm. Right. I'm gonna say one. One, I'll say three. Three, uh, I'll give it a one, giving it an average of 1.67. That's math for you. All right, now we're into the iconic categories. All right, so these categories are bigger, wider, more far reaching, so it's zero to 300. Okay. All right, the first one. What do you want to give Desperately Seeking Susan on a scale of 0 to 300 in homoeroticism? I mean, um, I literally wrote nothing. I just had that one Aiden Quinn shot in his bed. Sure. Well, also, he when he hits Jimmy over the head and his, like, the sheet falls down and there's a... You see his flank? Yeah. That... Like... Okay. But is it... Um, <laughs> uh, Somebody else go first. Uh, I'll give it a 30. 30. Out of 300? Yes. Okay. I'm going to say 67. 67? Yeah. I like that butt shot. (laughs) Who doesn't? 
<laughs> uh, I'll give it a 24. 24, okay. All right. Giving it a 40.33. All right, our next one, Queer 101. How much of this movie would you say is essential queer text? Kind of for the same reasons that we'd say, like, this one feels, this category feels very close to, like, would you recommend it to a gay person? Yeah, but I do feel like there's a difference because you could be like, oh, you got to see it. It's fun as opposed to like, I think this, this movie, is essential to me, like, scores higher than that rather than like, oh, this is this tells us uh, stuff about queer people in cinema. Right. Or has, you know, queer themes. Right. Um, I mean, you could say that there's a way in which that like Rosanna Arquette, like. Like wanting a truer life for herself or like not wanting to be trapped. It's more like feminist themes than queer sure. explicitly because she doesn't want to become it's a just, lesbian or anything no but it's like she wants to be she wants to get out of this sort of like heteronormative trap that she's in into a different heteronormative <laughs> <laughs> at least a cooler one <laughs> yeah <laughs> with cute boots <laughs> yeah uh yeah i mean there's like a um it's not yeah, it's not. I was gonna say there's like there is like a found family aspect at the end where like she and Des are up in the booth at the movie theater and Susan and Jimmy are down in the audience. You feel like they all hang out now going forward. <laughs> sure. Is that just a friend group though? That's a friend group. <laughs> <laughs> They're like in their like 30s <laughs> you know? and like well off financially. So, <laughs> so I think they're fine. <laughs> Um, I have a problem with everyone co-opting found family these days. Not everything is a found family. No, you just get together and play Sellers of Catan. You're not a found family. (laughs) The House of Susan. The House of Susan. (laughs) Great canapes. Um, Okay, so I'm going to say 25. 25. 300. Yeah, I'll say... 27. 27. Uh, yeah, I'll go 20. Given an average of 24. Finally, the last of the iconic categories, Camp Factor. How campy is Desperately Seeking Susan? Hmm. Uh, I'm 150. 150, right down the middle. We got that busted magic act. That's kind of, and the ventriloquist. Those are pretty fun and campy. Just the fact that this, like, I do think that, like, oh, I have, I've knocked my head, so I'd forgotten who I am. There's something that's yeah. very campy about just that trope, and like those Egyptian earrings. There's something sort of camp about them as well. But yeah, it's not a. It's it's such a. I, I keep saying this. It's such like a cool movie. Like it's a movie that like isn't going to try too hard, really. You know, you're, it doesn't want you to see it sweat, as it were. Yeah, I feel like under under a different director, if somebody had like just like goosed it a little bit, right, and like turned like the joke's a little a little broader, a little yeah. more, which isn't a criticism. I'm I'm so happy that it is what it is. Same. I'll go one sixty five. One sixty five. I think right. that Leslie Aunt Jackie. Yeah, that's true. She's, she's pretty great. campy. Absolutely. What did you score, Mark? You're about to hear. Mm. I got a quick list of campy things oh, I yay. noticed. <laughs> so here we go. 
Beauty parlors, taking selfies with a Polaroid, silver trays of canapes, a New Jersey hot tub showroom, owning more than one mesh top, magic clubs, knocking over a table of sunglasses, more like desperately seeking these fabulous boots, claiming a petite <laughs> jacket was once owned by Elvis Presley, a shitty movie theater showing crappy movies to rowdy audiences, a cab driver complaining about sushi, fantastical lofts, eating Chinese food out of the little containers, terrible magic assistants, sad TV dinners, a movie's entire plot hanging on earrings, a coffee table with built-in candy dishes, Nefertiti, no shit. <laughs> and finally, what a pair. Uh, I think it's pretty game. I'll give it a... Can I change my score based on your list? Sure. You I'm going to say 220. 220. I'll say 190. Wow, I influenced John to change his score. Miracles can happen. Mm-hmm. Sorry, 1980 Olympics hockey team. This is the oh, so real miracle. It's pretty campy, like getting like um, seeing your husband's commercial dubbed in Spanish. I love that and having, part. Like, so funny. And, and she's like, that starts to be like, wait a second. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this um, also reminded me of Muppets Take Manhattan also has like a head bonking amnesia yeah. storyline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 80s in New York City loved <laughs> head bonks. Having a lot. <laughs> Real epidemic. All right. Finally, we're into the crown jewels. These categories we don't rate. We just say yes or no. Okay. All right, the first one, a 50% bonus of all the points for a positive portrayal of homosexuality. Does Desperately Seeking Susan have a positive portrayal of homosexuality? Well, the one character that we're pretty sure is gay runs his own business. So (laughs) they're reliable and trustworthy. (laughs) And is also like, (laughs) I feel like when when Susan's going to steal the boots, he's very like, he catches her, but in a very like, non-judgmental way which is very positive he's like <laughs> yeah, stay on the no. do me a favor stay on the carpet yeah what a proud day for our community yes. with that character <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't like just take them girl just take them and go um the hairdressers in the beginning are also like very competent they're not being actively beaten yeah right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're he, he's like trust me her husband's gonna love it like very yeah. in control like i got you boo mm-hmm, definitely Yes, these well-rounded characters the audience grows to love, 100%. and you learn their fates, yep. and you're invested in them. <laughs> I'm going to um, say I don't think it has a positive portrayal of homosexuality. I will agree with you, Mark. It's- Thank God. <laughs> I agree. All right. Finally, negative 50% of all the points if this is the movie The Whale. Ooh. This is not the movie not- The Whale. So we will not lose 50% of its points. All right. That's it. We're done. We're All right. Done. Now that we're, we're done. We're done. So how do you guys think it's uh, Desperately Seeking Susan is done? Has she zoomed up the charts? I don't think she's cracked the top 100, unfortunately. Mm. No, maybe the top 150. Okay. Hot take. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you exactly how it did out of a total possible 2227.63 desperately seeking susan has scored 1262.29 points giving a percentage of 56.67 making it the 125th gayest movie ever not as gay as drop dead gorgeous but we love to say it gayer than gremlins <laughs> okay so there you go. 
125. How many uh, movies have you done total? Oh, that's a good question. On the main can, we've done 212. Whoa. So right, right there, smack dab in the middle. Not gayer than waiting to exhale. Mm, that's too bad. Don <laughs> Carlos Esposito's in both of them, right? I think so. Isn't he plays the gay man in? I think so, yeah. And uh waiting to exhale. Wow. Well, we did it. We did we it. Scored it. How do you feel? I feel like it's fair. I wanted it to do better. In my in my mind, thinking about doing this, I thought, oh, it's gonna do well. And then when I rewatched it, I was like, oh, it's not. And I, I, <laughs> So it, I don't think it's an embarrassment, but I think that it's just no. not a very gay movie. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think it's not that very gay movie, but it is a movie that gay people love. And yeah, I mean, but there's no gay characters, so it's, it's, it's not yeah. going to do that well. There's no homoeroticism. <laughs> there's no gay people. There's no gay themes. And... I feel like if it was made today, it would be different. True. Sure. No shots of the Twin Towers. Get on it, Ryan Murphy. <laughs> no why did you want him to do it god i don't know i just feel like he's like the, the, he can make anything place, can anything just... he wants to get done will get done yeah sort of what it is with ryan Murphy. sure <laughs> and kmart used to have a great a cafeteria that could make a meal does it mean you want to eat there no they could though make a meal yoshinoya can make you a beef bowl are you going to feel great after eating it no but it did get made uh-huh. right exactly <laughs> well Eric, thank you so much for coming thank on. You. Always a delight to talk to you. It's delight to, delightful to talk to you and see you again. <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to plug, promote, or shill for at this time? The Celebration Celebration podcast. All right. Thank you. John, you can stop gripping his arm so hard. <laughs> no. Yeah, the Celebration Celebration podcast. Um, I think it's really fun. And John's editing work is really great. I mean, just come here for that. <laughs> you, you also do listen. great trivia every week. It's great. I don't know how to talk about anything that I do in a positive light. So I'm always like apologetic. <laughs> like, God. <yeah. laughs> oh, God. Oh. Well, great. Everyone, check it out. You can follow us on Too Old at Twitter and Instagram on Too Old. At, uh, you can follow us at Twitter and Instagram at Too Old Queens, TWO Old Queens. Follow me on Letterboxd where I maintain all the current movie rankings. Yes, yeah, so you could email us at Too Old Queens, TWO Old Queens at gmail.com. Let us know if we got anything wrong. We love hearing from you. You can check out our merch at tpublic.com slash Too Old Queens. And a po- portion of all the proceeds goes to the Okra Project. So you're not just helping us, you're helping others. That's it. All right, we'll see you next time. Queen's Choice is over for this year. For this year. Got a few more weeks of just some regular eps coming your way. Mm-hmm. It's We're going to have a great time. Don't you worry. Yep. All right. Uh, stay safe, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. If you have comments or questions or just want to reach out to us, you can reach us at thecelebrationcelebration at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram account at the Celebration Celebration. Special thanks to Dynamo for our artwork. And if you could do us a lovely favor and rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. It really helps people find the show, and we appreciate it. And when you're re- reviewing us, just remember, we're not your bitch. Don't hang your shit on us. <laughs> Oh,
This, this I I, actually so. does feel a little weird. I'm gonna. Do you feel like you're like cheating or something? Do you feel like <laughs> both you're? Of my both of my girlfriends are here in the Zoom with me right now. It's like it when feels... your work friend meets your husband. <laughs> yeah, but even though we've done we've done this before, yeah. this time feels weirder. I think just well, because, because of... you and I hadn't started doing that our podcast. Yeah, I mean, I feel <laughs> fine. Okay, good. <laughs> feels the same to me. All right.